Yo, it's your boy, the host with the most. I'm Krista Don One. Welcome to episode, I believe, 18, season one of I'm Krista Don One podcast. Today is going to be a great podcast, okay? It's going to be a great podcast. We're going to be talking about YouTube and the system that they structured and how YouTube system benefits YouTube, more so content providers. And this is going to be like a response to Clean Prince Game, okay? So, Clean Prince Gaming, if you don't know him, he's a YouTube personality on the gaming community who, you know, talks about gaming news, share you guys his thoughts and opinions about the gaming community, about particular games, things of that nature. He's always, uh, his thumbnails are always talking about the outrage or the killing or dying of a certain community or a certain game or a certain genre okay so uh a lot of people uh feel like that's fake outrage but you know this is not what this uh episode is going to be about this is i'm not going to diss this is not a diss to clean prince gaming this is not uh i have issues or beef with clean prince gaming i really do thoroughly enjoy his content by the way go check him out if you have if you haven't subscribed to him but this is basically uh, where I understand his pain. I understand where he's coming from as far as the logic and the concept of his argument towards YouTube. But when you talk about YouTube and how the system is constructed to where it benefits YouTube and not content providers and this system and this game has been well established for like over eight years okay so we all know uh youtube and how they get down and how they do business okay so i'm gonna break some stuff down to y'all all all right i'm gonna break some stuff down to you okay so clean prince gaming uploaded a video talking about content providers beware of youtube basically he has issues with youtube mainly about uh how they do business where people can just flag your video if you uh sample something that is not yours or you did not get clearance for and everyone throws this song and dance of well it's fair use i'm doing this for the sake of fair use they throw the fair use argument okay so basically clean prince gaming um got flagged on a couple of videos where he had music in the video and he's he didn't get flagged by the guy who created the music he just got flagged by the person the guy that sampled someone's uh sound in their song now he talks about how he had an op- he had an open dialogue, an open conversation with the artist himself, basically saying, "Hey, yo, uh, is it okay if I use your song in in a few of my videos?" Uh, of course, he's going to accept that. Okay, you know, in the music industry, okay, and you haven't established a foot in the music industry. The first thing you do as a hunger, as a hungry, striving artist, is to just get your foot somewhat in the door where people get to actually hear your tracks, okay, your music, okay. So 
of course, anybody that's trying to get popular in the music industry, they're going to accept free publicity. I don't know of anybody that's hungry or striving in the music industry that's going to turn down free publicity, particularly if you have a fan base, a large fan base, a large subscriber base, and uh, the majority of your large subscriber base, you know, really are attracted and fond of the music that you have in your videos, okay? And Clean Prince Gaming, you know, if, if you got a song, he's going to let people know that he used your song and where to get your song, you know, because this is free publicity, right? So, he got flagged for a couple of videos, not because of the artist, but the artist uh, used a sample in the song that he did not get clearance from. Two, the second thing about being a hungry, striving, up, upcoming artist okay you're not as popular you're not popping in the music industry so much so where you know other labels and other artists if they hear if they hear some of your music they're going to automatically sue you because you did not get clearance to sample their music okay so you're not that big you know i mean you're not even big at all they don't even know you they don't even mention you okay so the flexibility you have as a starting artist to pretty much sample anybody's music at your leisure without worrying about, uh, you know, being uh, sued uh, is a good thing when you're hungry and when you're trying to get your foot in the door. But if you want to be popular and if you still want to be and if and if you want to make it big in the music industry, there was a story about uh, Kanye West and I can't think of the artist he was making he was producing her album she's married to uh, Iman Shumpert I can't I always keep forgetting this girl's name I apologize okay Uh, I'm pretty sure her name is going to come up after I'm done doing this podcast okay this episode all right so they was talking about when they were doing her when Kanye was producing her album one of the reasons why her album was delayed because he had to get a lot of sampling clearances from uh, from other artists to utilize their vocals, their tracks, their sound, okay? And that's why her album was delayed. And when it was finally put out, he had to take out some they had to t- he had to take out uh, some tracks because he did not get clearance to uh, utilize the samples in those tracks. And most of the and the tracks he did use, he had to take some samples out because he didn't have clearance, okay? Because you don't want to run the risk. As, if you're Kanye West, you don't want to run the, the risk of being sued and ultimately you're not going to make any money off this album, okay? Another story is when uh, Puff Daddy... When Sean Diddy Combs uh, did Missing You, he sampled uh, one of Sting's songs. And he had to get clearance from Sting. And uh, basically, Sting uh, gave him the clearance, but uh, uh, you know, Sting owns the majority of that song. When you talk about the revenue of that song, uh, Sting made a lot of money on that song. 
okay? Uh, Sean Diddy Combs didn't make that much money on that song. The guy who wrote for uh, Diddy for for Diddy's uh, lyrics didn't make a lot of money on that song. Faith Evans, Faith Evans, who sung the hook on that song, did not make a lot of money on that song. But Sting made a lot of money on that song, and that was one of the stipulations in order to get uh, clearance to to utilize that sample of Sting's song. So. Uh, right there, when when he was talking about that, I already knew what was the problem, because a lot of people think that you can apply fair use to everything when it comes to uh, videos, or when it comes to music, when it comes to lyrics, when it comes to uh, sounds, and the music industry is a lot strict and has a lot more stipulations in it than the YouTube industry and that's where a lot of people uh learned the hard way now once again this is not a diss to clean prince gaming i understand his pain i understand his issue now second aspect to his complaint was not only they flagged the videos and now they're going to be making money off those videos but they only flagged the videos that were popular okay because he said, quote, he used that song. He used that same song that had that sample that has not been cleared on other videos that may not be uh, as popular as the videos that they ultimately flagged. And he felt that like that was messed up. No, dude, that's business. Business one-on-one. Okay. Why would I flag a video that's not popping on your channel? When I can flag a video that is popping on your channel and I can make revenue and money off that video. Okay, that's business 101. Okay. The bottom line is you used a song from an artist who was struggling and he wanted free publicity. And in that song, he had a sample or a sound or a vocal in that song that he did not get clearance for. But the bigger issue with YouTube, and before I get into that, I still want to stipulate this to a lot of people out there. Everybody gets this stuff twisted. All rules don't apply to all things. Okay? It don't. A lot of these older artists own the masters to their music they own the rights to the the, uh, uh, to the song so if you sample it no matter if you sample it for two seconds no matter if you sample it for a minute no matter if you sample it for a brief hot second the music industry rules and regulations are so strict that they're they're for the artists because the Artists back in the day, particularly in the 80s, would get robbed by a lot of musicians sampling their songs and their vocals. So they implement these rules in place so that the older artists are getting paid for anyone that's utilizing their song, their music, their lyrics, sampling it, or just taking the whole goddamn song. That's why the music industry is a lot more stricter today than it was back in the 70s and 80s. Okay. 
So, Clean Prince Gaming, a reminder, when you utilize someone's song, you said you had an open dialogue and an open conversation with this artist, make sure uh, before you ask, can I use a song, which, you know, he's going to say yes, also ask, are there any samples in the song? And if there are samples in the song, um, are they cleared? Because if he says no, which he's going to say no, if you're a struggling artist, you better move on and find some or uh, find another song with original music in it. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Once again, this is not a disc or I have issues or beef with Clean Prince Gaming. I like his channel. I love the content that he presents. Okay. So let me peel the layers on YouTube. YouTube have a system in place where it benefits YouTube. It doesn't benefit the content providers. And YouTube has this attitude that they pretty much established for many years now as of we don't need you. You need us. We don't need uh, you content providers. You need us. You're jockeying our platform, okay? If it wasn't for our platform, you wouldn't be on and popping. You would not be blowing up. With content providers on YouTube, you have to understand something. Content providers, a popular content provider on YouTube have different circumstances when you compare it to someone being popular in the fashion world, someone being popular in modeling, someone being popular in the music world, someone being popular in the sports world, okay? In those in, in those worlds, you are a brand. You can still uh, you can still make your money even if you uh, dabble into other areas. For an example, a Chris Brown, you know, the majority, he, the, the majority of his fans are from his music, right? But Chris Brown's fans will follow him on other outlets, like on television shows, movies, fashion, art. And I'm talking about his hardcore fan base. They float around with him. They, they buy his concert tickets. Uh, you know, if he's sponsoring a certain fashion or a certain shoe, they're going to rock it. Okay. Same thing like Beyonce and her fan base where she can move in different uh, communities and still be successful and still make her bread. Okay. But when you're talking about a content provider on YouTube, his fan base, his or her fan base is not going to follow them on other entities. If you're popular on YouTube, that don't necessarily mean you're going to be popular on Instagram. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be popular in the music world. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be popular in the modeling world. Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be popular in the movie world. Okay. Because a YouTube fan base is fickle. They stay in one world, and that's the YouTube world. And a lot of people get it twisted, and I apologize for the noise in the background. They're doing construction. I apologize, okay? 
a lot of content providers on YouTube get that twisted. They get it effed up. They think they are brand because of them on YouTube. Well, in reality, YouTube, they look at it as the only reason why come you're on and popping, you, you are utilizing their services. They're going to use you. You're not going to use them. And if you look at the rules and regulations of YouTube, it dictates and it's uh, it dictates for the for YouTube, not the YouTube community, not the content providers. Understand this going in. There's two different types of mentality on YouTube. It's the content providers mentality on trying to establish his brand, his or her brand brand on uh, you know, getting views, getting likes, getting subscribers. Okay. But when you look at the subscriber base, the viewership base, they're looking at it in a completely different level. Okay. They just want to be entertained. They're not really entertained or in awe of the content provider, just the content. And the viewership of YouTube, they got the mindset of, well, if you stop making videos, and like this is say hypothetically you quit YouTube, they're gonna still get their entertainment on another content provider. And I tweeted this, I said, look here, content providers on YouTube needs to start need to wake up and realize we need to think on an ownership level. Look at the look at the entertainment world. Look at a lot of actors and actresses. They have their own production company. They control their own faith and destiny. Okay, because they're looking at it as an ownership type of level. Look at all the athletes. Some of these athletes have their own agency. Some of these athletes can dictate where they go and and how they want to do things. And they also have sponsorship deals and things of that nature. They're controlling their own faith and their own destiny. Look at the music world. A lot of musicians, uh, you know, own a lot of their masters. Not all of them, but they do. They also have their own production company have their own independent labels. There are a lot of artists that are just simply independent. They're not signed to a lot of these big name labels like Def Jam, uh, MCA, you know, uh, all these big name labels. You know, they're they're independent. Why? Because they control their own faith and their own destiny. Not content providers on YouTube. Content providers on YouTube depend on YouTube. YouTube don't depend on them. You know, and there have been several cases for a lot of content providers who create websites trying to get their YouTube uh, fan base to go to their website. And the reason why they do that, because they want to control their own faith, they want to control their own destiny. Uh, I'm, I'm not mad at you, but it is likely difficult for that to transpire and for that to happen because YouTube viewers don't view YouTube content providers in the same light like an actor or an actress, like a musician, hell, like a reality star. They think content providers are not talented. So why am I 
of why am I following them if I have this belief that they're not talented? They think reality stars are more talented, more talented than YouTube content providers. I'm just keeping it a straight buck. That's the difference between all these other entities and content providers on YouTube. They view them as not very, they're not talented. So why would I follow them? Okay. They don't create their own, their own original content. Why would I follow them? Okay. The only reason why I come their own and popping and they're entertaining is because it's a simple fact that they're on YouTube. It's not the fact that YouTube is on them. You know, if you're a content provider on YouTube and if you're thinking about doing YouTube full time, you you need to realistically know if you own and popping and blowing up, I give you three to five years to ride that wave. And then after that, there's a downhill effect and that downhill effect effect goes faster than the up climb. You have to realistically think that, yeah, I can make it on this spot blow up for three or five years but i need to be thinking in the back of my mind i need to make my next move i just can't just be lackadaisical and just stay on youtube because the money is coming in now but later on it's gonna be virtually impossible to continue to have a career and make money on youtube that's why you need to have an exit plan If you're a content provider on YouTube, you need to uh, really be uh, uh, pushing. You need to be pushing the envelope, sort of say, as far as, uh, you know, creating your own brand. You can't create a brand on YouTube. YouTube is not going to allow you to to create a, a brand on YouTube. Forget that nonsense. So that's my response to Clean Prince Gaming. And at the end of the day, he he's fully aware of the rules and how unfair they are. But at the same time, we as content providers are, are few and far between. We don't really unify ourselves. We don't unite ourselves to that capacity. You know, we don't have a contract with you two. It's an open door policy. If you don't like it, you can leave. Nothing's keeping you from leaving YouTube because we we don't control our own faith. We don't have a system in place where, you know, it's beneficial for the content providers and YouTube look at it as you're riding our jock. You're riding our way. We're not riding you. You're riding us. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for us. So, I like like Clean Prince Gaming. I enjoy his content. But at the same time, I I feel his pain. I understand what he's going through. All of us went through uh, that type of uh, issue with Clean Prince Gaming. But at the end of the day, uh, Clean Prince Gaming has to realize and understand that this is the system. This you have to accept the system for what it is. Not there's not gonna be one person that can say I can change the system. Not on YouTube terms. Well, that's all I got for today's show. 
Uh, hit me up if you want me to talk about something else. I felt like this was a topic that needed to be addressed. It's your boy. I'm Chris the Dom One. And I am out of here. Deuce.